Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 6th of December, the 340th day of 2021. That means we've got 25 days left, folks, until 2022. Today in 1865, the 13th Amendment of the United States Constitution was ratified, abolishing slavery. This past week at the University of Maine in Orono, in our third semester of the Honor Civilization sequence, we discussed the extraordinary hardships leading to the eventual freedom of Harriet Jacobs, who wrote Incidents in the Life of a Slave Girl, published in 1861, though dealing with her earlier experiences from the 1820s through the 1850s. One of the most difficult questions to definitively answer during our discussions was couched in the duality of a then-and-now setting, specifically considering the vicissitudes of being black in antebellum America and being black in 21st century America have matters improved. Something of a consensus was phrased in this way. Although we do not have an active civil war of the sort that pitted Union forces against Confederate forces from 1861 to 1865, with folks shooting at each other on a regular basis en masse, we generally still have most, if not all, of the ingrained bigotry and animosity against, mistreatment of, and lack of justice for blacks today in 2021, 160 years later. Today in 1240, under the command of Batu Khan, the Mongols winded, winded down their occupation of Kiev by destroying the city, a domicile of once 50,000 people, of whom 2,000 survived. Today in 1424, Alfonso V of Aragon granted Barcelona the right to exclude Jews. Today in 1745, Bonnie Prince Charlie's army retreated to Scotland. Today in 1768, the first edition of Encyclopedia Britannica was published in Scotland. Today in 1790, the U.S. Congress moved from New York City to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Today in 1846, Hector Berlioz's La Damnation de Faust was produced in Paris. Today in 1849, Harriet Tubman escaped from slavery in Maryland for the second and final time. Today in 1969, 300,000 attended the Altamont Free Concert in California, where four people died. Today in 2010, a first edition of John James Audubon's The Birds of America was auctioned at Sotheby's in London, England for $7,321,250 British pounds. Heavenward, right after sunset, we have the really bright planet Venus, initially hanging low in the southwest sky, and then joined by a waxing crescent moon. And also tonight, the Cassiopeia meteor shower, with its radiant point in the constellation Andromeda, will be at peak. By now, most everyone has heard of the new COVID variant, Omicron. My hometown newspaper, The Sentinel, from Aurora, Colorado, reports yesterday that someone with that variant strain has been hospitalized locally. That person had recently arrived, by way of nearby Denver International Airport, from travels in South Africa. So I'm wondering, what is it that so many among us do not understand about the spread of this contagion? 
Currently, the national infection rate from COVID is about 14%, which has been more or less steady for a long while. And when we look at our current near 50 million cumulative cases of COVID since the first reported cases on January 21st, 2020, and divide that by the total cases worldwide of about 265 million, we find that we have, so far, roughly 18% of the world's cases of COVID, while we are only 4% of the world's population. India, however, is a relatively close second, currently having 35 million cases. In third place globally is Brazil, with 22.2 million cases. Fourth, fifth, and sixth places, respectively, go to the UK, with 10.4 million cases, Russia, with 9.6 million cases, and Turkey, with 8.9 million cases. Meanwhile, worldwide deaths due to COVID are at 5.3 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States are now at 786,000, up at least 9,000 since last week. Not a huge number for some folks, only 1,285 of our citizens dying per day from the virus. Not a big number, unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. Worldwide, 8.2 billion doses of vaccine have been administered. Today in 1924 in Detroit, Michigan, Wally Cox was born to advertising copywriter George Cox and mystery novelist Eleanor Cox, whose pen name was Eleanor Blake. When the couple divorced, custody of young Wally went to Eleanor, who raised her son mostly in New York, where Wally nonetheless learned to love nature, which led him to study botany in college. Eleanor, however, became partially paralyzed, and to support his mother, Wally left school, finding work as a shoe weaver and a puppeteer, and eventually becoming drafted into the U.S. Army during World War II. Though sunstroke plagued him, and he was discharged after four months. Wally then became a silversmith, making cufflinks and shirt studs. Wally was also good at telling stories, and his sister introduced him to a then- wannabe actor Marlon Brando, who brought Wally to theater parties to entertain the guests. Soon, Wally was doing stand-up comedy in nightclubs, which led to radio, Broadway, television, and films, where he specialized in nerdish enthusiasts, such as deadly serious scoutmasters, characters whom reviewers would label hilariously and curiously poignant. Today is also the birthday in 1805 of French magician and father of modern magic, Jean-Eugène Robert Houdin. In 1886 of Tree's poem poet, Joyce Kilmer. In 1896 of American lyricist Irish Ira Gershwin. In 1900 of American actress Agnes Moorhead. In 1941 of American country singer Helen Cornelius. In 1949 of American songwriter Linda Creed in 1962 of American actress Janine Turner, and in 1993 of Elian Gonzalez, the Cuban lad at the center of the year 2000 custody controversy involving the governments of Cuba and the United States. And last but not least, today is my girlfriend Kathleen's birthday. For who knows why, she's put up with me for more than 35 years, and my gratitude is boundless. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the 12th official week of autumn.